Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much prospered as no other people on earth it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes They just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, They will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock and we're underway. It is a Wednesday, the 10th morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2021. Appreciate you being here. Coming up on the program today, it's going to feel like a different day. Normally, we have Jim Jordan Jordan on Mondays and Peter Kersenow on Tuesdays. But because of some scheduling issues this week, we have them both for you on a Wednesday. That's right. In a half an hour, we will talk to Congressman Jim Jordan, and this is one that I am very much looking forward to. I mean, I do every week. I look forward to talking to Jim Jordan because I get a lot of insight on a lot of very important things regarding issues on Capitol Hill. But today in particular, if you have not yet been following the drawing of the new district map um, for 2022 by House and Senate Republicans in Columbus then you don't know and you're not aware of what they are trying to do to Jim Jordan. Let me say that again. What the House and Senate Republicans, not Democrats, but the majority, super majority holding Republicans, they're the ones who drew the maps. One in the House and one in the Senate, and both of them do the exact same thing. They are trying to screw Jim Jordan out of his seat in Congress. They're moving the 4th District down into the middle of the state, part of which will be encompassed by a very, very heavily Democratic-leaning uh, leaning district uh, in a seat that is held by Joyce Beatty. This will pit Jordan, a the most conservative and the most effective Republican in the Congress right now, it will pit him up against a very, very popular Democratic incumbent uh, in uh, Joyce Beatty in a very heavily Democratic-drawn ma- uh, district. 
It's going to be drawn by the Republicans, but drawn as a Democratic-drawn district. Why? Because it includes uh, part of the county in which Joyce Beatty won by 19 points. They're trying to screw Jim Jordan out of Congress. The question, of course, that we are all wondering, and we have been wondering for days, is why? Why are Ohio Republicans trying to get rid of the most, perhaps controversial, because he is not afraid to speak his mind and do the work that he is sent to Washington to do, but also most effective members of the Republican caucus, the co-founder of the Freedom Caucus. Why are are Ohio Republicans trying to remove Jim Jordan from Washington? I don't know the answer. I suspect the answer, and I suspect the answer lies in the governor's mansion in Columbus, Ohio. That's what I believe. I believe that the anti-Trump Moderate little rhino squish, Captain Lockdown, Mike DeWine, is behind this drawn map. I don't have the evidence to prove that. I don't have any confirmation. I do know that there are people in Columbus, Ohio, Republicans in the uh, General Assembly, who support Jim Jordan and who would never have done this unless there is something very, very powerful pushing behind it. And I believe that goes all the way to the governor's mansion. I will talk to Jim Jordan about that coming up at uh, 9.35 this morning, as well as, of course, all of the issues facing this country right now and that our Congress has been completely impotent in dealing with. So we'll talk to him at 9.35, and then Peter Kersenow and I will discuss all of that and a whole lot more at 10.10. You know what Kersenow conversations are like. So that those are the guests today. We have Jordan and we have Kersenow, and I uh, look forward to speaking with both of them. In between, before and after those conversations, I certainly look forward to talking with you as well. 216 916- 901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Always the way to get here. Now at 11 minutes after the hour, let's rise. If you would, in your home, in your place of business, don't rise if you're in your car. That's going to be too tough to do with the seatbelt on. Go ahead and just uh, put your hand on your heart and drive with your left hand if you would. Please join us for our Pledge of Allegiance as we start our day. Biden voters, uh, and rhinos who are trying to draw conservatives out of Congress, you go ahead and take your knee alongside Colin Kaepernick. We know how you really feel anyway. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, uh, nine twelve. Let's dive into the lead stories of the day, and there are a few of them, quite frankly. But the first one has to be; it must be, and it continues to be, the unconstitutional mandate uh, being put forth by an unelected body, and that's what OSHA is. As you know, OSHA with the uh, Labor Department is an unelected federal agency that has proclaimed a mandate, has issued a mandate on the businesses and bodies of citizens in all 50 states. They've done so with, as my friend Daniel Horowitz wrote, power that clearly could never have been vested in any government, much less the national government. The Biden administration is mandating we place something into our bodies that has already been proven unsafe and not 100% effective for its stated purpose, of stopping transmission of COVID-19. In fact, it has been proven that the big pharma profit shots slash vaccines 
particularly from Pfizer, which is the one that they're mandating, because it got pseudo-phony full FDA approval. Understand that part. Pseudo-phony full FDA approval. It does not have full FDA approval the way they want you to believe it does. But this is uh, primarily the Pfizer Corporation. Um, this does not, simply does not stop the transmission of COVID-19. If our founder's vision of states serving as a check on federal tyranny is not actualized here, writes Daniel Horowitz, especially in light of 19 months of executive edicts without legislative process, then we should cease calling ourselves a free society. Does that sound familiar to you? It should, if you listen to this program. Because I have been, sadly, much to my great dismay and displeasure, admitting that we are no longer a free country. We are no longer a free nation, a free society. We were. We're not now. If they can take away our livelihoods, our freedom to move about, our freedom to work, to earn a living, to take care of our families, to subsist, to exist, if they can take away our freedoms in such a way, we are no different than a Chinese communist nation. We are no different than a uh, uh, Venezuelan socialist nation. We are no different from all of the nations that we have watched collapse throughout history by subjugating the people to the whims, whims and to the will of the state. We're no different. Let me give you another example. Aaron Rodgers, I talked about him a little bit two days ago. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. He missed last week's game with the Packers because he tested positive. He's in the COVID protocol. He's going to be out of that probably in a day here. He'll be good to go for this coming week's game. But that's not the end of the story. Lots of guys test positive. Aaron Rodgers tested positive while being unvaccinated. And the left has gone just ballistic, including the leftists in the NFL and on the NFL talk shows and so on and so forth. Dr. Terry Bradshaw, brain surgeon that he is, declared that Aaron Rodgers lied and that he used a horse dewormer to claim that he was immunized. Howard Stern, the Sirius XM former rebel against establishment um quotas and guidelines howard stern now wants him kicked out of the nfl because he lied talk about a guy who lost his pair somewhere along the way there he is howard stern but there's more one health center that had been in an in an, an, an endorsement relationship easy for me to say with aaron Rodgers, pulled the contract with aaron Rodgers, who will no longer endorse that company aaron Rodgers is probably best known in terms of commercial appeal uh, for his State Farm commercials. He does tons of the State Farm commercials with other quarterbacks. He does them with the Jake character and so on and so forth. And it was expected because Aaron Rodgers has become essentially a pariah now because he they, they say he lied about being vaccinated. He never said he was vaccinated. He said he was immunized because he had taken monoclonal antibodies. He had been taking uh, uh, therapeutics, and uh, he said he was immunized. He never said vaccinated. But nonetheless, everyone expected State Farm to join the cancel culture movement and part ways with Aaron Rodgers. Two days ago, State Farm said, uh, thanks, no. We're going to continue our relationship with Aaron Rodgers because while we believe, this is a State Farm statement here, uh, 
While we believe it is best to get vaccinated, we also believe in freedom, and Aaron Rodgers has the freedom to do what he thinks is right for his body. So State Farm stood up against the cancel culture society in which we live. This is a corporation that said we will not join in in tearing people down and destroying their livelihoods and so on and so forth because we disagree with the position they've taken. We're not going to do it. And so to State Farm... Can you dig it? Yeah. Thank you. But back to those who did try to cancel him and, and to continue to. Idiots who have called him a liar and say he put his teammates in harm's way. Last night on Sean Hannity, Geraldo Rivera, who might just be one of the dumbest human beings ever to be in radio or television for three decades. How he's done this, I don't know. It's like I, he's made a pact with the devil. But but he was on Hannity last night uh, talking about what an idiot Aaron Rodgers is and how he has put his teammates and their families in jeopardy of being killed because he sweats on his teammates, you see. And he sneezes on his teammates, you see. And if he got COVID and he sneezed on his teammates and sweats on his teammates and they take his sweat and his sneezing particles home to their families, everybody's in danger. They could all die. This is what he did last night. He tried to put all of that on Aaron Rodgers. Well, hmm. You know, Browns fans are freaking out right now because Nick Chubb, their Pro Bowl running back, has tested positive for COVID-19, and he's going to, in all likelihood, miss this week's game against the Patriots. And, uh, spoiler alert, Nick Chubb is vaccinated. Now, isn't that interesting? Nick Chubb is positive for coronavirus. Aaron Rodgers is positive for the coronavirus. One of them is a pariah. The other one is just an unfortunate victim of a breakthrough case. Right? That's the way they tell the story. Nick Chubb is just a victim, an unfortunate, weird accident. Except for the fact that 99.9% of the NFL players are vaccinated, and every week, just about every team has a player or more than one player that is testing positive for coronavirus. That's quite a breakthrough. The fact that it's happening all over the league, and quite frankly, it's happening all over the country. So maybe it's time for some people to be reminded And we should remind one another this every single day. The big pharma profit shots being pumped out by Pfizer, which is a domestic terrorist organization, in my view. The big pharma profit shots do not prevent the spread of COVID. They have admitted this. They have no choice. They do not stop someone from becoming infected with COVID. And so all of the propaganda commercials that you see, and I saw one yesterday, and I can't remember what show it was on or else I would go back and look for it again because that's where they're pumping these uh, propaganda commercials. I want to record it and share it with you. But it was a... I got my vaccine for my grandpa. I got my vaccine for my wife. I got my vaccine for my neighbor who's immunocompromised. I'm protecting all of these people around you. 
In other words, if I get the vaccine, I can't get the vaccine. I can't get the virus, and I can't spread it to grandpa or mom or grandma or wife or husband or whoever. And it's just not true. All of the propaganda in the world showing that people got their shots and telling you to get your shots to protect the people around you are frauds. It does not prevent infection. And it does not prevent you from spreading it if you get it. Vaccinated people and unvaccinated people are having the same experience. Oh, got COVID, and now I'm carrying it, and yes, I can spread it to somebody else. Why do you think they continue to make vaccinated people wear masks? Because they know full well that even though the masks don't work either, they know that the shot doesn't work. They're frauds. At this point, a little vaccination card, a little vaccination passport is nothing more than an amulet. You know what an amulet is? So It's like a little charm that is intended to ward off evil spirits. The little vax card does nothing to stop the actual virus from infecting you. The little vax uh, passport doesn't stop it. Your status as a vaccinated person is nothing Nothing more than virtue signaling, saying, but I can't get it. Look what I have. It wards off the evil virus, except it's just a fraud. You need to know that, and you need to share that with everybody. It's supposed to not stop the infection, but it's supposed to stop you from getting serious symptoms and being hospitalized or dying, except statistics are coming in from all over the country that show it doesn't stop that either. But Nick Chubb, hey, he tested positive, and he's, he's a hero and a good guy because he's vaccinated. He sweats and sneezes on his teammates, and it's okay. Aaron Rodgers didn't get vaccinated, gets caught positive, sweats and sneezes on teammates, and he's a mass murderer. What is wrong with these people in this country? And if you don't share this very important truth with them, what is wrong with you? This is what our job is right now. To... to correct misinformation and to speak the truth 924 the Bob France Authority on AM 1420 The Answer free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. I'm going to look and I'm, I'm going to do the best I can. I, I, I see these things on TV all the time and it really doesn't matter whatever time of the day I happen to flick it on. I see these commercials and these propaganda commercials for the vaccines, the big big pharma profit shots that are not really vaccines, and there is just so much misinformation in them. And I'm not talking about how the left says we're trying to counter misinformation because what they do is they try to cancel doctors who actually treat COVID patients with therapeutics like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. 
They treat people with therapeutics, and they get great results, like Dan Bongino found out. They cancel these individuals. That's not science. Only our science is science. They call that misinformation. I'm, when I say I want to counter misinformation, I'm, I'm just being like very easily, factually observable here. The, the, the numbers are through the roof. The number of people who have suffered serious adverse effects from these big pharma profit shots, uh, as reported through the VAERS uh, reporting system of the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, are not ambiguous. They're real. They're obvious. And then the number of deaths of people who have been double vaccinated and then got COVID and died of COVID. Also, not ambiguous. They're there. They're real. This was touted by no less than the former director of the CDC, Robert Redfield. He literally made this announcement. Double vaccinated people are making up over 40% of the, of the COVID deaths in the state of Maryland. And that's happening in all other states as well. But no one is allowed to report that. So when they go on there and say, I'm getting vaccinated to protect my blank, my you know, family member, teachers, coworkers, or whatever, teammates, if they want to take this to the NFL like the way I just did, um, I, want to, I want to get as much of that on audio as I can as my point, and I'm going to try to share that with you as, as, as much as I can. And by the way, the Biden administration, the Brandon administration, ignoring the courts and pushing the vax mandate anyway, is just about as criminal as criminal gets in federal office. It's the kind of thing that if Donald Trump were to have done, to have had a court tell him to stop this unconstitutional order until arguments can be made in a court, if Donald Trump just did it anyway, he would be called what? A tyrant, a dictator, a king, an emperor, just ignoring one of the three co-equal branches of government, ignoring the courts. That's what would happen if Trump were doing this. But this is Brandon doing this. A mandate from an unelected body that has no authority to issue a binding order without a law passed by Congress. So here's my question. Why are Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer not busy crafting mandates, or excuse me, mandate bills, excuse me, for all Americans who work, the way OSHA is doing with their uh, non-legislative body. In other words, why aren't Democrats who control Congress putting all of this to bed, all of the controversy, all of the dissent would be crushed if they just passed a bill and Biden signed it into law? We're a nation of laws. This is not a law. This is an order from an unelected bureau or bureaucracy that has no authority to do this. So why why haven't the congressional leaders gone ahead and done it? And you want to know the answer why? I'll give you the spoiler alert here before the, the, the news. Because they know it will destroy them. The American people overwhelmingly oppose mandates and will vote out any and every member of Congress who votes in favor of a law taking away their liberty. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals halted that order and said there were grave statutory and constitutional issues with this OSHA order. And that's why the Democrats won't put their name behind it on a bill that could be signed into law, because they would then be held accountable to the voters. All right, it's 931. We'll get news now. We'll come back, talk to Jim Jordan about this and more on AM 1420, The Answer. 
vaccinated against the lies of the liberal media pandemic. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 937 now. We come uh, back to you a little bit late. Sorry about that, but we had a lot of important stuff to cover in the first segment of the broadcast. Um, And I have been waiting for this conversation now for over a week uh, because uh, Congressman Jim Jordan is with us here, and we've got to talk about Congressman Jim Jordan, remaining Congressman Jim Jordan. Mr. Jordan, our fourth congressional district representative and the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, joins us. Uh, Thank you very much, Mr. Jordan. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Bob. Good to be with you today. What the hell's going on in Columbus? Everybody's been watching this. I'm watching this. Yeah. I'm, I'm scratching my head. The Republican yeah. Party controls both houses of the General Assembly for both chambers, if you will. They're drawing the district maps. They're moving the 4th District down to the middle of the state for some odd reason and putting you up against a very strong Democratic uh, uh, representative in a very strong Democrat county as part of this district in Joyce Beatty. Are they trying to drive you out yeah. of Washington, and why? Well, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, look, I, I do know. Ten years ago, John Boehner, there was talk of him trying to do uh, some, some things with our district, and that that didn't that didn't happen, obviously. Um, so we'll see. I, I we have a we have a complex process in the in the state now, and you know, to get a ten year map, you got to get a certain amount of a supermajority agreement from the, the minority parties in both the House and the Senate. Um, so th- there may be some maneuvering trying to, to negotiate and get a ten year map. Um, versus just a four-year map where it's done on just a purely partisan basis. Uh, so we'll see. M- my attitude is, look, um, the, the district that, that they're drawing there is it is what it is. I plan on running for office, and uh, we'll, we'll wait, wait and see how this process plays out here in the next week and a half. I tend to think these things work out. They, they did 10 years ago when, I mean, the front page of the Columbus Dispatch, Bob, Jim Jordan will be drawn out, you know, the banner comes after, you know, okay, well, that didn't work out, and it, it was it was fine, so... Uh, we'll know here shortly, though, and um, depending on what happens, you know, just it, it'll be what it'll be. But I, I plan on running. That's that, that's one thing I know. I plan on running. Well, for Congressman, respectfully, um, you know, we know who John Boehner was. Um, so, who's your Boehner now? Is is? I mean, I I was under the impression that you had a solid relationship with some of the leadership in Columbus, including the yeah. president, Matt Huffman. Yeah. Is is yeah. Bob Cup? Is Matt Huffman? Because both the House and the Senate versions of this map are not friendly to you. Why would these people be? Even if they have to try to get a ten-year map and have to get certain concessions from the minority party, fine. Why would the most aggressive and most effective member of uh, the Ohio delegation to Washington, D.C., be one of the sacrificial lambs to get the Democrats to go along with something? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't talked to him. Uh, I mean, I, I talked to, to both uh, the, the speaker and the Senate president uh, a lot, but I haven't talked to him much in the last couple of weeks because my attitude is, look, it's gonna, they're, they're going to they're gonna put together a map. We'll see what it looks like at the end. Um, I, think, I think they know what you know, when our supporters and, and frankly, folks like you, the important people in the media are saying. So I think they get all that. And we'll just see how this uh, this thing plays out. Um, what I know is I want to continue to represent folks in the 4th District, wherever that may be, in the United States Congress and, and have a chance. Because I think we're going to be in the majority. After what happened a week ago, I think we're going to be in the majority. And we're going to have a chance to fight for the things that really matter and slow down the craziness and hopefully put a stop and a halt to the craziness that's coming from the Biden administration. 
Um, I, I don't want to belabor this, but this is very important. You're 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 too important in Washington uh, for us to just take this lightly. Um, so you haven't had any contact. You didn't when you saw these maps. You didn't click, click the name Huffman on your phone and say, "Hey, Matt, what's this?" And I haven't and, talked and to Matt over. Uh, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't why, talked why, to Matt. Why, why not, though? Why, why not, have... after you saw this? Because I know your team is furious. I'm furious. Well, what other people are concerned. Yeah. Why, why are you not like, you know, hey, we got to well, sit maybe down. Well, maybe I, maybe I will later this week and find out, you know, what's the status of things. But my attitude was, this is what they throw out there. There's going to be lots of negotiations. These maps always change. And so uh, maybe I will later here this week because, you know, now we're getting closer to when this thing has to get done. But when it initially came out, I assumed, like, okay, this is a map. I don't like it. And a lot of our people don't like it, but we'll see how uh, we'll see how it plays out, and uh, see what they finally come up with, and you know how things are moving. Now that's been a week and a half ago, so maybe I'll give him a call later this uh, this week, and and we'll see what's really going to happen here. It's not going to be this map, I hope, and, and you know we'll go from there. And they're they're hearing from all kinds of folks, so they don't necessarily need to hear from me directly until right. they get a little closer to the final final maps. Um, last question for you on this, and choose to answer it however you will. Um... I, I feel like there is a lot of 2024 here. I feel as though you have been a very, very outspoken supporter of Donald Trump. You believe that Donald Trump should still be president. You support him to run again in 2024. Mike DeWine and a lot of the other leadership that I would dare call rhino leadership in the state of Ohio despise Donald Trump. Um, I, I feel like Mike DeWine has to have a hand in all of this. Any thoughts on that? I don't know that. Uh, I do know there was some, some talk early on when it went to the commission process and some things that DeWine was, uh, I heard some rumors, things he was thinking, the governor was thinking about the maps and all that I thought were kind of, kind of interesting. But I don't know that. Uh, what I, what I, what I do know is what you said at the, at the start there. Uh, president Trump's the best president we've had in our lifetimes, Bob, and I want him to run again. I got to visit with him, uh, talk with him on the phone yesterday. It was in Tampa. He gave a great speech in Tampa to, uh, a bunch of us Republicans uh, on Monday night. He needs to run again. And uh, Mike DeWine had had. You know, remember, it was it was President Trump who came a couple days before the election and helped mm-hmm. Mike DeWine win in 2018. For goodness' sake, so um, uh, we, we definitely want President Trump to run and and win and and put America back on the on the right path, the path that we were on just ten months ago. For goodness' sake, um, so we'll see. Yeah, and that's the same Mike DeWine, by the way, who wouldn't return that courtesy to President Trump when he came shortly before the election in 2020, and he came down with the false positive COVID. Uh, oh, gee, <laughs> in yeah, two, in our two days. In yeah. our district. Right. In Whirlpool, up in Clyde, yeah, he, he didn't come. Uh, I was there, and President did a great job at that, that event as well. He wouldn't come, and then, and then two days later, after the president leaves, hey, it turned out to be a false positive. I'm good again. Same Does they have? Yeah, right? And, and then, of course, uh, <laughs> you and I were both in Wellington this past June. You know, here comes the president, yeah. former president, rather. He's having a rally, and Mike DeWine, you know, is just an hour and a half, and not even an hour and a half away. Uh, any any intent, intent whatsoever on greeting yeah. the president? Nope. No, no. You know, so I, I don't trust him, and I, I think uh, Mike DeWine is probably going after Trump allies uh, to the extent that he can with the own re-election in uh, in the balance here, and and one one I know I said one final one, but real quick, do do you have any contact or have you had any contact with the Secretary of State about the district district maps? Uh, I've t- I haven't talked to Frank Lebrose in, in uh, it's been he was in D.C. like a month ago or so, yeah. and then um, we did a thing on voter uh, uh, you know voter integrity uh, voting integrity, and he stopped by one uh, Marysville in our district 
uh, a couple months back, and uh, so I visited with him then, but I have not talked with him recently now. Okay. I just I just don't know who is all in on the map drawing situation. I didn't know if the Secretary of State was part of that. I don't know if the state uh, auditor is part of that. I don't know if the state if the governor is part of that and certainly the leadership in the uh, in the chain. But the, they're all part of the they're, they're all part of the commission, but now it's to the stage where it's it's the legislature, the you know, it's the house and the senate. Right. Who are going to draw these maps and whether they're 4 or 10 depends on what kind of support they can they can or can't get with with uh, the Democrats. Okay, let's um, talk about legislation. Get a map. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish that thought. Apologies. No, no, no. That's not. You got it. We got it. Okay, let's talk about legislation in a different manner now, uh, and talk about federal legislation. The OSHA order, which was announced on Friday, uh, yeah. was immediately challenged in court in several different uh, district filings. Uh, the Fifth District Court of Appeals uh, issued a halt, a stay, uh, saying nope, yeah. you cannot go through with this mandate to uh, force people by January fourth to be vaccinated or lose their jobs uh, at, at you know uh, employers with over hundred people. We we know the story by now. Joe Biden ignored that. He sent his pre- deputy yeah. press secretary out there to say, we are encouraging people to keep going, keep vaccinating, ignore the order. This is the same man, yeah. sir, who, who uh, ordered uh, uh, his uh, uh, administrative or excuse me, his executive order on eviction moratoriums just a few months ago to continue, even though the court stopped that as well, saying, well, by the time it gets to the Supreme Court and we have to stop it, we'll have already done enough uh, damage to landlords or, in their minds, done enough favors for renters who don't want to pay their rent. Since yeah. when does this guy get to be emperor and not just one-third of a, of a you know, the, the uh, balanced system of government? No, great point. And, and did you expect anything different from Joe Biden? You know, you got a federal court, the fifth district saying, no, this is not, this is not right. And, and he just says, forget the, forget what the court says. I'm Joe Biden. We're going to, we're going to proceed. So look, there are all kinds of suits. I was reading uh, a piece the other day. I think there are, I don't know, 20, 30 some different suits, not 20 some states, all kinds of private organizations bringing, bringing action because everyone knows how bad this is. Now, will the, will the Roberts court, when it gets there, will they make the right decision? I, I guess the short answer is I don't know. But uh, it seems to me this thing is so unconstitutional, so wrong uh, on a number of grounds. I think there's just fundamental liberty grounds. There's the idea that this is a state issue. Only states have ever been able to to uh, impose vaccine mandates on their on their residents, uh, not the federal government. So I think there's a number of ways that, that this could go and that this is unconstitutional. But Joe Biden doesn't care. The left doesn't no. care. Bob, we had an, in a hearing last week, we had a Democrat member of Congress. And think about this badgering the the representatives from the, the ceos from the oil and gas company chevron exxon bp he was just going at will you pledge to reduce production and i'm like i, I asked one of my colleagues give me 20 seconds i want to and i said are you kidding me you're badgering these guys to reduce production at the same time biden joe biden is, is encouraging opec to increase production i said what do you want eight dollar gas and and the truth is i think they do i think they're that that i think they're that crazy where they don't care about the what imp, the impact it has on the american people it's all about their left agenda and their their march towards communism. So, um, yeah, this is Joe Biden. He makes he, he just thinks he can make the rules, and they're unconstitutional. And forget what the court said. I didn't see that particular committee testimony you just you talked about, it. but I want to follow up you on that. Watch. I will, and I'll follow up on the energy question in a second here. But back to the order here, or the mandate, if you will, by OSHA, which yeah. is an unelected uh, bureaucracy, essentially, right. that right. has no business doing this. The fifth, by the way, the judges in the fifth said there are grave statutory and constitutional issues with this vaccine mandate. So what I was thinking is, you know, why do we have to play these games? Why don't Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer get their little heads together and just craft a bill? 
bill mandating this shot for everybody, put it in front of Joe Biden, and get him to sign it. Then it would be law. Then there wouldn't be any any uh, uh, any ambiguity here, and everybody would know Great they have point. to follow the law. Why won't they do right. that, Congressman Jordan? And I suspect you know why. Yeah, because then everyone's on the record. Then you got to then you <laughs> then you got to actually put up a vote. Then then, then you got to go back and face the people. Uh, you're exactly right. No one from OSHA ever put their name on a ballot. I mean, I, I, I said this in the speech the other day. Did Dr. Fauci ever put his name on a ballot? Did General Milley, General Milley, the guy who supposedly said what he was reporting this book to his Chinese counter, did he ever run for office? Did he ever go answer questions and go out and talk to we the people? I mean, did Jim Comey ever put his name on a ballot? Did Lois Lerner? So that, that this, this is a fundamental point that drives me nuts that these unelected people can do what they're doing in some OSHA. And if you read that three page, that three page memo they put out on this temporary standard rule or whatever they're I calling did. this temporary rule. Yeah, it's, it's, you know where they're coming next. They said this is a step-by-step process. So that it's not going to stop with just employers over 100, with employ, uh, uh, companies with over 100 employees. It's going to be everyone pretty soon. That's where they want to go. And so we've got to fight this and stop it and get the right decision from the court um, as soon as we can. Real quick on energy, because you brought it up, and I was going to bring it up anyway. Jennifer Granholm is the energy secretary. She literally laughed at the American people's pain over fuel and heating costs when asked, what is your plan, energy secretary Granholm, to reduce uh, gas prices in this country? She laughed and said, that is hilarious. She proclaimed that yeah. the oil oil uh, production in this country or in this world is controlled by a cartel called OPEC, and we can ask them to increase it, but she said there is no magic wand for us to get gas prices prices down uh and to uh, yes, uh, to, uh, to 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 decrease our reliance upon opec and i thought to myself well what happened did donald trump take it with him when he left office because he had a magic wand somehow he got us independent of foreign energy for the first time in american history yes there is a magic wand it's called american production it's called production tier don't cancel pipelines don't badger companies and 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 force them and 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 and, and make them uh reduce their production allow them to increase it for goodness sake i mean it yeah you, you, so we got don't Grand cancel Hall, leases for fracking on for on federal yeah. lands as well natural gas yeah. people's people are people's home heating costs this winter which is coming which they say is going to be a bad one are going to be up 40 to 55 percent yep 40 to yep. and she chuckled about it and said yep that's going to happen in other words deal with it america because we're not changing anything until we can cause you enough pain to get you on board with the green new deal that's how that's what i yeah. hear well, remember that you had the you had the transportation secretary take six weeks off during a supply chain crisis. You have the energy secretary laugh at a question about increasing production when we know how you do that. Yeah, you let you. I mean, remember you 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 Anwar that President Trump did that loud drilling there. You you, you allow pro- domestic production to, to happen for goodness sake, and it's. I mean, these people. You you look and there's no logic, there's no reason which to their decisions, which is reinforces this idea that this is deliberate. This is intentional. The border right. is intentional. There's no other way to interpret that. They're intentionally allowing us to not have a border anymore. This this energy problem, this inflation problem, it all is supply chain problem. It all has to be intentional. And then you're thinking, like, why would our own government want to cause this harm to its citizens? But that's exactly what's happening, and it, it, no one can figure it out. So the only kind of conclusion you can reach is, wow, these guys are really this crazy, really this bad, and really want to push us towards this socialist system. It makes no sense. Crazy would indicate that they don't know what they're doing. I, I call it evil. They know what they're doing. It's yeah. not. It's not. They're not independent of their own right mind. They are absolutely in their right mind. They're just evil. Last, if I, I know I'm pushing my luck here with you, but if I can squeeze sixty more seconds out of you, I want you to sure. respond to this, sir. 
Now, here's the thing. Sure. If, in fact, because of the, the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child, you lost your child, it's gone, you deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstances. Congressman, how do you respond to that? Well, the day before, he said it was garbage to pay people 450 I mean, the, 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 this is when you almost have to laugh. Like, what is, does this guy even know? Because the day before, he says, oh, no, no, that's garbage. But we all know it wasn't. The Wall Street Journal had a story, and the next day, the White House had to correct it because the ACLU come out and said, we sued. Yes, we, they're going to get $450,000. They're going to get $450,000 of, of your listeners' money, of the American taxpayers' money, for people who, who broke the law to come into our country. It makes no sense. But again... This is how ridiculous these people are, and they, they don't care about the truth. They don't care about fact. They don't care about what's best for the country. They care about moving towards a socialist socialist economy, I guess. It's just, yeah, and, 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 it, and, you know, and sir, sir, the 450000 I could give a rip about. I, I, they shouldn't get $4.50. You broke yep. the law. You came into the country illegally. You yep. dragged your kid with you. And when you got detained, which we are, have the right to do, we cannot detain your children with adults. It's, it's not yeah. safe for them. And we don't even know if they're your children because of the number of coyotes and human traffickers dragging sure. kids across that border, too. It was extraordinarily unsafe. It would have been to put kids in with the adults in the, the, the adult well detention said. facilities. Well and now we're going to pay them for their own decisions? I, yeah. It, 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 <laughs> again, it, I... I well. Sometimes you're just flabbergasted by what these what what they do. Well, talk. and that's why we need you to continue to ask the right questions in these committee hearings, which is why we need to keep you in Washington D.C. And we're going to keep our finger on this uh, story, on this uh, thank you uh, ridiculous thank map you. drawing, and uh, and and certainly you know please let us know if there's anything else that you can share with us that we can you know drum up yep. public support for changing that. Uh, and that's what I'm going to do for changing those uh, maps before they actually become law. So, Congressman Jordan, thank you Thanks, so much. Bob. All thank, right, take care. We'll come right back after this. It's uh, kind of funny that we just had that uh, uh, report, that commentary, because it's right between my same question to Jim Jordan about this and my own commentary, which I'll give you after you listen to Joe Biden again. Because of the, the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child. You lost your child. It's gone. You deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstances. I just had to respond to this. I did so last night. I posted about this, and I'm just going to share it with you. A few responses to the stampede of stupid that continues to explode past the dentures of this confused old man. Number one, the behavior of the last administration was not outrageous. It was the law. Number two, it does matter when someone enters illegally as opposed to legally, because illegally is a violation of the law. Number three, nobody lost your child. Lost your child. He's gone. That didn't happen. Kids were detained in separate centers from the adult detention centers because that's the law. Kids cannot be detained in adult holding facilities. Why? Because of the obvious inherent danger that that would pose for kids. Plus, with coyotes smuggling kids across and other kids victimized by human traffickers being dragged across, these children had to be separated from the adults until parental relationships could even be confirmed. 
We don't even know if the guy dragging this kid across this thing is a, is a dad, concerned dad, or a smuggler, a human trafficker. But we're just going to allow these children to stay in the adult facilities with them? And number four, no, Brandon, the illegal border crossing parents do not deserve some compensation, no matter what the circumstances are, as you said, for breaking our laws and being away from their kids. They chose to break our laws and run the risk of being taken away or separated from their kids. And they don't deserve compensation any more than a man who robs a liquor store and is sent to the county jail deserves compensation for not being allowed to bring his kid to jail with him. That's not how the law works. I don't get to commit a crime, be sent to jail, but I'm really lonely here. Can you bring my kid with me? No. Your kid's going to have to be detained somewhere or separated, cared for by someone else. Well, what if there is nobody else? There's no other parent. There's no family. Well, then the state will take care of them. They'll put them with foster parents until your case is settled. You don't get to bring your kid to jail. And when we don't let your kid go into your detention facility with you, you don't deserve compensation on the way out. Do you understand that, Brandon? Or is compensation only reserved for non-citizens who break our laws and get put into detention? You wonder why Let's Go Brandon continues to trend across this country. You shouldn't wonder. Just listen to him. Cursing out after the news, AM 1420, The Answer. We'll be right back.